Hey. Have you read Marley and Me? Yeah. Sad. Why is it sad? You don't know what happens? No, that's why I'm reading it. What, does the dog die at the end? No, I'm not saying anything. Look how much I had left. <sighs> I was thinking you'd come stay with me. So okay if I tell him? We're trying to get pregnant. That's great. And yeah. you say we are because it's not sexist that way, right? That's what you told me. Yeah. I can't wait to be the creepy gay uncle. You're hired. Well, last I heard you moved to L.A. to be an actor. Yeah, did you not hear I won an Oscar? Oh. Surprise. Oh, back from the dead. What are you doing here? Um, when do the boys show up? It's dyke night, sweetie. It's what? Dyke night. You're my brother. We're supposed to be there for each other. I'm tired of you acting like you're the healthy one and I'm your special needs oh, kid. I get depressed about my life. So you're not a famous actor? I got news for you. No one's a famous actor. George Clooney's a famous actor. Okay, George Clooney, I guess that's one exception. Let me go 10 years without talking. Well, it's probably not worth talking about now. You have to tell me a secret. I slept with my scuba instructor. Maggie! Wouldn't it be easier just to tell Lance you're not ready to have a kid? What am I gonna do? I told somebody that I was in town. Don't freak out. Bye, Angel. Mother. Wow. You know what? You need to take the edge off. Standing here beside you. What are you doing? Want so much to give you this love in my heart that I'm feeling for you. Let them say you were crazy. What do they know? I say you put on something pretty. We're going out. Dad always told us to stick together, no matter what. Maybe we should have a dude's day. I think your version of dude's day and my version are totally different. Awesome, awesome. Hey! I have a very serious question for you. Mm -hmm. Will you go to prom with me? <laughs> Lights, camera, action. Welcome to another episode of the Film and Water Podcast. I'm your host, Rob Kelly, and for this episode, I am flying solo. Uh, I sort of promised myself that uh, I wouldn't be doing that. Every episode would feature a guest. That way, there was uh, something for someone to want to listen to. Uh, but um, I'm kind of taking a flyer from Ryan Daly and his uh, Dead Buff and Spies podcast, because I love that show a lot, and I kind of gave him a lot of grief that he wasn't putting out episodes fast enough and so he's been putting out some where it's just him musing about some topic and I realized that I like those shows I would rather have some shows with just Ryan uh, more shows with with just Ryan than no show at all so I figured uh, this was a movie um, that I wanted to talk about I saw it last week for the first time and I really wanted to discuss it and I couldn't find anybody within the podcasting community that has seen it so I, again I just thought I would go solo uh, the movie in question is The Skeleton Twins from 2014, directed by Craig Johnson and starring Kristen Wiig and Bill Hader. Uh, this, uh, I guess, you know, as opposed to all the other episodes, this will be kind of loosey-goosey. It's just sort of my, my, my rambling feelings about it. Um, the context in which uh, I saw it was I remember that it was out uh, last year. And I remember thinking I wanted to see it because I, I like the I, I like Kristen Wiig, I like Bill Hader a lot. I like the idea of them in a film together. They've been in a bunch of uh, other movies together, sometimes uh, together, sometimes uh, not. Uh, they played a couple in Adventureland, for instance. 
but I, I remember hearing that this was kind of a drama, and I thought, well, that's interesting. I like it when someone tries to do something different. Bill Hader was certainly not known for anything serious, so I, I, it seemed really interesting to me. And I remember watching the trailer work, and I, I was intrigued. Uh, but like a lot of movies, uh, it just sort of came and went uh, in theaters before I had a chance to see it. And then um, last week I noticed that it came on Netflix. And last, uh, last Friday, uh, Darlin' Tracy and I were going to go out for our nightly walk. And then uh, uh, I noticed that it was, it was on Netflix. And I told her that um, it sounded interesting and she had wanted to see it. So we decided just to put it on. Uh, I figured we'd watch you know, like 15, 20 minutes of it and then go for a walk. Uh, well, we ended up watching the whole thing. Uh, we both really love the film. Um, it opens with Bill Hader's character um, attempting suicide. Uh, which was not easy to watch. It's not uh, particularly gruesome, but there is some blood, and uh, that, it's tough to watch because I think Bill Hader has a kind of like affability um, that makes you really just sort of like him no matter what he's doing, and it's it's sort of hard to watch him commit suicide in the opening scene of your movie. Uh, and then right at that same exact moment, his sister, played by Kristen, Kristen Wiig, is also uh, attempting suicide. And the only thing that stops her is a phone call from a hospital telling her that her brother has attempted to kill himself. So she, you know, puts all that away and goes and visits him in the hospital. And they, you can tell right away that these two have had a very tough relationship. And in fact, it, we find out that they have not seen each other in over 10 years. Uh, and considering the fact that they're, you know, like in their 30s, you realize, okay, well, we sort of figure back. Um, that something may have happened that, that caused them not to see each other anymore. Uh, despite that, uh, uh, Kristen Wiig's character, Maggie Dean, offers to let her brother, Milo, come stay with her and her husband, who is uh, named Lance, played uh, as a sort of uh, sweethearted but kind of doofus um, kind of guy by uh, played by Luke Wilson, another guy who I really like. And Milo comes to live with them. Uh, in, uh, I think it's, ups- I don't think they ever exactly say, but I believe it's upstate New York. Um, this, was, this this happens. Milo is a, an aspiring actor, so he flies all the way from California to uh, to live with them. And he's a wreck. He's a real wreck. Uh, we find out that he is smarting over the ending of a relationship, and there's a, a even another relationship in his past that he has fully never gotten over. And he's a struggling actor. He's not doing particularly well. And, I mean, obviously someone who's tried to commit suicide is, is, is going through a rough patch. Um, but, as you know, as the movie progresses, uh, we get to meet some of the other characters. This is a very limited movie. In fact, that there's really only four main characters. There's Milo and Maggie. And then there's Lance, played by Luke Wilson. Uh, there is an ex-teacher of Milo's named, um, I think I just said Rich, played by Ty Burrell from Modern Family. And then there's a scuba instructor named Billy, played by Boyd Holbrook. Uh, There's some other characters, but they really don't figure into the story uh, too much. It's pretty much just these four characters, and for the most part, entirely Milo and Maggie through the whole whole picture. And uh, as you you might expect as the movie progresses, they have their ups and their downs as they get to know one another. Um, There is a lot of very serious stuff to it, and... uh, there are some, you know, genuine laughs. There is, in fact, one extended scene in a dentist office. Uh, Maggie is a dental hygienist, 
that is really funny and apparently was entirely ad-libbed by Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig. The director just let them go, and they come up with some really, really funny stuff. In fact, one of the scenes uh, is in the trailer. It's at the end of the trailer where uh, Kristen Wiig, you hear her say, I have something serious to ask you. And she turns around, and she's got one of those horrendous dental brace brace appliances on her face saying, you know, will you take me to the prom? And there's a lot of really funny stuff. And, the you know, uh, Bill Hader and Kristen Wiig have a real natural rapport. I mean, of course, they worked together for years on Saturday Night Live, and they have been in other movies together, and you just totally buy them as brother and sister, and um, they have a really sweet chemistry that is uh, very enjoyable to watch. And, um, you know, there is a lot of stuff in it that's a little tough to, to take. Uh, I think maybe some people that uh, go into this expecting a laugh riot are going to be disappointed. And I could see some people sort of saying, why do I want to watch a whole movie of these two sort of depressive types, self-destructive depressive types, just kind of mope around for 90 minutes. But uh, as someone who, you know, frankly, as, is of a depressive nature myself, uh, I kind of plugged into these two. I sort of could see why they were struggling. And I, you know, found the whole thing really very compelling. And, um, Craig Johnson, I'm not terribly familiar with. I don't think he has too many film credits, but I, I find that uh, he managed to find the right tone pretty much through the whole film. I mean, just when you think things are getting a little too heavy, he punctuates it with a laugh, like an, an, a decent laugh, and it sort of lightens everything up, and then you go back to the more character development stuff. Um, there, I guess one of the other things I liked so much about it uh, is... It does something that I think a lot of movies don't, and that is plays by the rules of its universe. And what I mean by that is, you know, any movie can be about anything, of course. It can be, you know, science fiction, horror, whatever. But to me, you know, you play by the rules that you're setting. I mean, if if in a Star Trek movie they solved everything at the end by a wizard showing up, you'd feel really cheated. You know, you'd be like, wait a minute, this, there's no, you know, what's going on here? And I've seen other movies, uh, particularly ones with Kristen Wiig, where they have brought up some serious topics, like Bridesmaids, for instance. I thought brought up some actually serious issues about depression, once again, and the problems that can come from friendships where someone makes a lot more money than the other person. Kind of serious stuff. And then in the ending, they sort of chucked it all, in my opinion, and stuck in a cheap laugh at the end with a, a bizarre cameo. And I felt like kind of cheated. Uh, I was like, wait a minute, this movie was sort of pointing towards something profound and serious, and then it just decides to get rid of all that. And thankfully, Skeleton Twins does not do that. Um, it gives you a backstory as to why these two are so sad. Uh, we find out something about their father. Uh, we get to meet their mother, played by uh, Joanna Gleason, who uh, is a really great actress. Uh, the, I think The thing I think of her most from is... Um, Mark Wahlberg's harridan mother in Boogie Night. She's only in the one or two scenes, but she's she's terrifying that. But we kind of see why, you know, the Maggie and Milo are are the way they are. Um, and so, as we chart their course through the movie, we know that they're going to have a lot of problems, you know. And I'm not going to reveal the ending to the movie, um, but while the movie does give you a an arc to the characters in that they are in a different place at the end of the movie than they were at the beginning of the movie. It doesn't cheat and just sort of make everything happy and fun at the end. I mean, these are two people that probably should be on medication uh, in a, in a profound way. And uh, they're going to have a rough life. Probably the rest of their lives are going to be difficult dealing with their depression. And 
it was nice to see a movie that that sort of dealt with that seriously as opposed to just saying, oh, no, 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 we've put them through this 90-minute story and now everything is fine. They're peachy keen and everything's a gag, everything's a laugh ride. And um, it's, uh, I'm probably making the sound, this movie sound more like a slog than it is. To me, it was very light on its feet and halfway through the movie, there was a a particularly a, a great scene where they dress up for Halloween and Milo dresses up as a woman, like a sort of 50s, ghoulish 50s housewife, almost looking like uh, Betty Davis from whatever happened to Baby Jane. And Kristen Wiig dresses as a cowboy. And they go to a bar and they get some drinks. And there's an extended scene where they just dance together. And there's no dialogue. And you just watch them, uh, you know, spend some time together cheek to cheek. And right during that moment, uh, Darlin' Tracy turned to me and said, this is a sweet movie. And I, I couldn't help but agree with her. I was just completely invested in these in these two characters' story. And the ending, as I said, the ending was very satisfying. Um, all the characters are, are pretty decently drawn. Luke Wilson is, you know, he's kind of like a bro kind of guy. You see there's probably a lot of backwards baseball caps. And as I think they say in the commentary, a lot of like Dave Matthews music in his past. Um, but they don't make him... A cartoon. I mean, he's a believable character. He's a really nice guy, and uh, Kristen Wiig sort of continually hurts him, and that is very painful to watch. Uh, again, I'm making this movie sound really uh, <laughs> not fun, but it's it it is. It's 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 just very sweet and and very funny in places, and um, really kind of beautiful. And uh, I will reveal this too when I when we sat down to watch it last week. Um, I was not in a good mood. I was, uh, I've been having some, some things going on and it was, I was just not feeling very chipper that night. And we put the movie on and after the movie was over, I felt better. Uh, even though the movie itself is not particularly about cheery subjects, um, I felt better. And I always remember that that's kind of what good movies can do for you, at least for me, is that they can... Lift your spirits, even if the subject matter itself is not particularly uplifting. And uh, when you see a really good movie, and especially a movie that you maybe didn't expect to like as much as you do, it, it I find it really can can be transformative. And uh, after the movie was over, uh, we went out for our walk, and we spent like the whole walk just talking about the movie. And then the next day, I went to our local library and got out the DVD so I could watch all the deleted scenes and the outtakes and the commentaries. There's like three commentaries. Uh, I really wanted to do like a deep dive on this movie just because I I wanted to like live in the world more. I wanted to know more about it. So um, I think – I guess I should probably wrap it up here. I did want to keep this really short because I said it is just me. Uh, If you haven't seen The Skeleton Twins and you're you're kind of someone that appreciates quiet – comedy dramas i would absolutely recommend this um like i said hey uh, kristen wig is 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 very good in the movie i know that she has some dramatic chops she's been in other movies and she seems to be expanding even further into other movies i know she's in the the, the martian with uh, matt damon which is sort of surprising but bill Hader was really the revelation i i had no idea whether he could pull off something like this and he does i think he is really great in this movie and uh, I hope to see him do other projects like this in the future, you know, stretch his wings. I mean, you know, there's a history of actor comedians doing dramatic roles, especially even you want to be limited to Saturday Night Live actors of Adam Sandler and Bill Murray and even Dan Aykroyd in some places and Eddie Murphy. I mean, uh, a lot of comedians can, can act. Uh, 
Um, but it's always nice to see someone who you've kind of always just seen as doing goofy stuff on SNL and really uh, show you something new. And so uh, I was really impressed. So I guess that's really it. I recommend The Skeleton Twins heartily. As I said, it's on Netflix. So if you have that, you can watch it for free. It's only about, uh, let's see, I'm looking up it already. It's 93 minutes. And uh, like I said, it, it really takes you on a nice journey with these characters. And even though they're kind of sad sex, I wanted to spend time with them and, um, I was really heartened at the end of the movie. I thought it was really very sweet. And the soundtrack is great too. So, uh, really can't recommend it, recommend it enough. So as I said, that's the skeleton twins directed by Craig Johnson and starring Kristen Wiig, Bill Hader, Luke Wilson, Ty Burrell, Joanna Gleason, and others. Um, so I guess that is going to be it for this episode. Uh, if you want to send me an email, it's firewaterpodcast at comcast.net. Or if you want to leave a comment, leave it on the blog, which is fire and water podcast, .blogspot.com. I really love the feedback, and I will be reading it in a further uh, episode down the line. So, I guess until the next episode, that's a wrap. Looking in your eyes, I see a paradise. This world that I'm found is too good to be true. Standing here beside you, want so much to give you this love and